It was good. It was good bowling, Noah. But the thing is, like, it was it was it was corridor bowling. It was in yes. the seven bowling, if you in will. In the seven bowling, right. I like that. Right. Yes, very good. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to season two, episode eleven. We're in the salmon, the Christmas special with no one and I. I don't know what's so special about it, anyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cricket has been uh, been all sorts as of the last week. Uh, before we get into before we get stuck into the cricket, though, I do want to congratulate you, my my dear friend, on uh, on your graduation. I saw you post beautiful pictures on social media in the last couple of days. Bachelor in sports media, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you for the kind wishes there, Hasid. Yeah. That's right. I um. Yeah, I recently just completed my undergrad degree in uh, Bachelor of Sports Media um, at, from Charles State University. So, you know, I'm officially ready now to, I guess, start embark on a new career as a sports yeah. uh, journal or a sports reporter, um, preferably in cricket, of course. But, uh, but yeah, that was a pretty cool milestone. And, um, yeah, it was just nice to spend some time with the family um, up in Port Macquarie. So yep. my graduation was up there on the on the central coast of New South Wales. Um, really nice hall, very very small sort of quaint kind of ceremony, but but it was good, you know. Yeah. And it was just nice to I guess tick that off, you know, because now I can say that I've I've done that, and uh, yeah. I'm clean to know what opportunities lie ahead. So yeah, thank you, thank you kindly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a start of uh, some really good things to come. I'm gonna open yeah. a lot of good doors for you. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, congratulations once again. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll, we'll let you talk about some cricket, huh? Get you some, uh, get some practice. Let's get some practice in there, huh? That's, that's exactly <laughs> what we're here for. I mean, we're doing this exactly. for two, two seasons now, but uh, but no, I'm keen <laughs> to get stuck into it. Definitely some weird matches, weird matches of late. So exactly um, right, no one. I was gonna say um, <laughs> some, yeah, some really strange matches across all formats, actually. Let's uh, mm. let's talk about T Twenty cricket. My favorite top, well, not my favorite type of cricket, but one of my favorite types of cricket. One of, <laughs> one of, one of two. <laughs> ODIs one is two. my second. This <laughs> white um, in general that feels. There was anyway. a. Um. <laughs> there was a really special, really special, not a good kind of special game, a big bash league that happened a, a few days ago. Actually, mm. Adelaide Strike mm. Strikers uh, played against Sydney Thunder, and yeah. um, really, really odd, peculiar. Not really sure how to what to make of it. Adelaide strikers mm. batted first, made one thirty nine for nine. Uh, commendable total, nothing special, right? Uh, mm. But who would have thought <laughs> Sydney Thunder would get bowled out before the power play, mind you? Five point yeah. five overs yeah. for an absolutely grotesque, disgusting, revolting score of fifteen. <laughs> um, I don't have any. I don't have, any other adjectives you want to slide in there, Nuan? Describe uh, it for me. It's uh, I, I saw the highlights of that game uh, when the Sydney you mean the, Thunder, you mean the whole match, <laughs> the whole match. Pre- pre- yeah, you, you could. I mean, well, look, you know, I mean, obviously the Adelaide Strikers batted first, and they made it. They made it, you know, a reasonable, typical score that you'd expect in a T Twenty game, one thirty nine. And mm. uh, to be honest, the Sydney Thunder have a pretty decent, you know, batting lineup. You know, they've got the likes of Alex Hales opening the batting, um, Riley Rousseau from South Africa at number three. Um, even Jason Sanger, um, you know, young yep. uh, New South Wales, uh, you know, domestic player. He's quite popular. You know, he's he can bat a bit. Um, yep. Alex you know, Ross even, can bat as well. Yeah, Definitely. like even <laughs> even you know even the likes of Chris Green are all big hitters. Like they can all hit a ball. 
And yeah, when I saw that scorecard, I almost did a double take. I was like, that's surely not right. Like, that, that's got to be a joke. Surely one person made 15, not the entire team. A joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think Mark War summed it up nicely. And he was like, you are watching a professional men's uh, game, but this, the scorecard resembles an under 10 uh, cricket match. Um, you know, I, I, it's a weird one because I, I saw the scorecard, I watched the highlights because I was curious. And I'm like, how does the team get all out for only 15 runs? Like, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. And yep. look, you know, people are going to have all kinds of opinions. Was it, was it, you know, was it horrible batting? Was it good bowling? I would say it's a combination of both. I think, uh, you know, Surely when I was watching... the batting new one. The bowling could be absolutely amazing. You shouldn't be well, getting skittled for 15 at that level. No, no matter how right. good you are. You're right. I mean, you, you shouldn't be... That's It's embarrassing. It's not how it's supposed <laughs> it's, to be. It's more than embarrassing. But, you know, it's interesting when we talk about batting collapses like this. Uh, this is a very... It's a very... It's I think it's like a psychological perform- phenomenon. You know, in test cricket, it happens a lot as well. You know, sometimes a team looks like they're on a, on a roll and the next minute they're like all out for 40 or 50. You know, really, really uh, tiny scores. And yeah. I think this is a psychological thing. I think... You know, uh, the the main guy, a guy called Henry Thornton. Uh, Henry Thornton was the main bowler, the chief mm-hmm. destroyer. He took five wickets and conceded only uh, three runs. So he was on a, on a roll. But, you know, I was watching Thornton's bowling and he was just bowling like a really good test match, line and length, you know, swinging it away, cutting it away, um, yeah. getting a, you know, getting a bit of nibble. And, uh, you know, like once, you know, once Matthew, uh, it was Matthew Gilks and then Riley Rousseau, when there was like a bit of a procession, what that does sometimes for a batting team is that they psychologically think that there's something happening, right, when there really isn't. And then that, it's like a domino effect, right? And I think there was just a domino effect on steroids um, <laughs> because yeah. you, you would think, okay, fine, you know, there were at least, there were three for five at one point. And I was like, okay, three for five is, you know, that's bad. <laughs> but surely there'll be like a, a, a rebuild, you know, that they're going to start... Yeah, but I, I'd say it was a combination of really good bowling from Henry Thornton. Like, it was really nice swing. A lot of it were caught behinds as well. If you look at the good, number... It was good bowling, Noah. But the thing is, like, it, it was it was corridor bowling. It was in yes. the seven bowling, if you in will. In the seven bowling. Right. I like that. Right. Yes, very good. <laughs> but the thing was, all the shots, they were just carbon copies of each other. Just flashing drives on the rise through covers and through mid-off. Yeah. It's just like, the bowling was great. But to be honest, yeah, yeah. you could have left half of those balls if you wanted to, right? Yeah. At least yeah. it's a, like everyone just had a like a like a conjoined brain fog. Like I don't know, understand like the domino effect is like it's a good rationale, but like mm. I can't understand as to why it got to the point where every single person did that. Like it happens. It happened nine like times. it's a it's a it, very it doesn't, um, it doesn't happen. Not look, like it, this. you haven't. There's a, there's a good test match between Australia and Pakistan back in the nineties where. Australia were all out for like 300 odd and they got Pakistan all out for 50 and then Pakistan uh. batted again and they got them all out for 59. So Australia won by an innings and like 100 runs, but they only scored 300 in their first innings. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Like it's not, I mean, 15 is disgusting, but like it's not, <laughs> it's not like, like an, un, it's, it's unusual for the big bash and it's unusual for T20 cricket, but like cricket as a whole, has seen these things happen before and they're predominantly psychological yeah it's funny you mentioned that actually i want to i know we're talking about big bash let's let's yeah. go further grassroot level mm. one of the so the twos in my local club actually something really right. really similar happened to this and i wasn't going to talk about this but the way that you just explained that yeah just jogged my memory one of the boys got a 
So the yeah. one, the two's captain, right? He bowls yeah. like he bowls a little bit like yourself, the one, right? Oh, not no bad, oh. right? Likes to flight the ball up, but yeah. like, you know, like probably not as good as you, right? I don't want to put you on blast. Not the oh, most latest. attacking bowler. He's not the kind of bowler that you would expect to get more than two wickets a game. I want to be honest. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, this young man, or well, he's not young, he's quite old, but he yeah. got he got figures for six for forty one. Yeah, well, wow. for eleven overs, right? Hmm. And uh, bowled the number two, the number two side in the comp um, for 113. Yeah, wow, uh, wow, right, right. Hmm. Now our boys made 198 and declared right yeah. all in the first day, Mm-mm-mm. second innings, right. And this is the crazy thing: old mate bowled again, <laughs> seven for 53 off 13, <laughs> bro. He oh, took 13. No. He took 13 wickets that game in one in one match. In one match, that would have been out- wickets. That would have been an outright win for you guys. And like that, it was, that's it was, cool. Yeah, it was an outright win. Yeah, that's the thing. Ridiculous. It's, um, it's really bizarre when these things happen in cricket. It happens. Like it's it's to me, it's purely psychological because what's happening yeah. here is that okay, the batting team is sensing that they're they're, they're collapsing. The the wickets yep. are tumbling quickly. Something needs to happen, right? And often in these situations, they want to get out of jail quickly, right? They want to break out of prison as quickly as possible. So they adopt the, the, hit, out, the, the hit out policy. But yeah. obviously, if you don't connect that, you're just, going to, you're just going to give your wicket away again. That's right. right. If the bowler's tails up as well, he's going to be yeah. going effort ball every ball. He's going to be trying stuff. So, But here's I the guess... thing. But here's the thing. So old mate, probably, if, he's, if he's an off spinner like me, you know, chances are he would have... Uh, he would have, you know, <laughs> given a few of those, you know, donkey drops, the, the old big full toss. And, you know, I'm the batsman sure should have, <laughs> right? And the batsman should have put it away. It's a filthy ball. It should have, it should have hit the six. But due to the psychological, you know, oh, I need to do something. He's, he, probably, he probably hit a catch to like, I don't know, deep long on or something, right? Yeah, so, probably, yeah. So this bowler is now bowling filth, but he's also getting wickets. So he now looks like Ridiculous, a hero. You, you know? <laughs> Bad. You can't, I can't even imagine because you know what? Up until mm. that, up until that game, how many wickets did he yeah. take? It he'd taken three, four, five, seven wickets, right? In one, two, mm. three, four, five, six, in seven games. Right? Yeah, right. So he literally he's doubled his to... he, he doubled his tally in one match. <laughs> in right? one match, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's, anyway, that's that's just how the game goes. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we can like. It's a great segue. I don't think we can actually rationalize that or, or make any sense of it. We're just going to leave it leave it on its own, right? There's a million and one mm. ways to interpret that. But you I know mean, what? Speaking of T20s, mm. you know what? The women's T20, right? Yes. Really good series between Australia and India yes. happening in India at the moment. It just mm-hmm. finished recently. The last yeah. game was, uh, wasn't the best. I think India lost by about 54 runs, if I'm not oh. mistaken. Yeah, well. The game that I want to talk about in particular, though, is I believe it was the third game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. really, really good game, actually. Um, oh, wait, so this is the um the second the, the second, second match, game. second the, game, sorry, at the DY Patil Stadium. I think they're playing in uh, Punjab. I'm not sure where they were playing, but Correct. India, yeah, second yeah, game, yeah, yeah. The India women, India, Australia. Are oh, they playing in Mumbai? They're playing in Mumbai. Um, so yeah, India yeah. women versus Australia women. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a pretty big follower of women's cricket. Um, for all the right reasons, of course. Um, <laughs> for every reason. For every reason. Um, every reason. There's no reason why you shouldn't watch women's cricket if you like. No, cricket. the women. The women's game is truly outstanding. But yeah, no. Tell us about this game because I know you were like you were raving about it. Oh man, it's what act- went if down. If anybody has KO or any means of watching the highlights for this game, I definitely recommend it. 
Yeah. Absolute nail biter. You you couldn't craft a game more close than this, right? Yeah, wow. Especially with this massive high-scoring high affair. Australia yes. batted first. Um, mm. Beth Mooney, just like Beth Mooney normally does, mm. went absolutely ballistic, but in such mm. a classical fashion. 82 or 54, 13 fours. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Healy got them off to a flyer, uh, but mm. then departed quite early, 25 or 15, five fours. Talia mm-hmm. McGrath, 70 or 51, mm. uh, 10 fours and one six. She is actually such a weapon as well. Yeah. Uh, but they they scored a really good total. That's the thing. They scored 187 for one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> Anyone even would think a, that's light out, right? Yeah. I mean, even in a men's game, that's, that's a huge score. Like, that's that yeah. ginormous. Yeah. It's massive. Mm. But in comes India. And uh, let me paint the picture for you. Um, <laughs> Smriti Mandana. Just doing typical Smriti Mandana things. 79 or 49. Absolutely sublime knock. Nine fours, four sixes, strike rate of 161. I just want all our listeners to know that um, you will not find a bigger fan of Smriti Mandana than Hasid Pires, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, this bloke <laughs> never shuts up about how elegant she is as a batter. But uh, but yes, continue. She did play pretty well. She was top scorer. But oh, continue. She always plays well, even when she doesn't score. You know what I mean? That's the kind of player that she is. <laughs> That's the kind of player. I love that. Yeah, she's so good. Um, mm. Shafali Verma, 34 of 23, four fours, one six. Yes. Uh, and then Hamid Preetkor, 20, 21 of 22, two fours, yeah. one six, bit of a uh, captain's knock. Mm. But Risha Gosh coming in at the end, and those of you that don't know, Risha Gosh is the wicketkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. is a big striker of the ball. She came in 26 of 13, three big, big, big sixes, which actually mm. got the team to a super over. They tied the game, yeah. right? Ridiculous. And um, I think ev- for, sh- for sure everyone that paid uh, for a ticket of that grand got their money's worth because oh, yeah. India came out again and they scored a whopping... I think I showed you the uh, the score just before no one. Mm. I think it was 20-odd. Um, yeah, the super over. They, they, yeah. uh, you said that they scored 20, right? So so that's, that's, that's full right. on. That is, very, that is very, very full on. Ridiculous. But I, it just goes to show how good women's cricket is and like how entertaining it is, you know, and the, the quality of the cricket that we're witnessing. You know, surprisingly in that game, Elise Perry had a really bad day out. She only bowled one over and got smashed for 16 when she was bowling too. So, you yeah. know, a couple of these big stars that we're used to seeing perform so well sort of just fell away. So, mm. you know, it means there's a lot of young talent happening uh, in and around in and around the Indian and Australian teams. So, definitely, you know, that in makes saying that though, Elise really, Healy absolutely mm. dominated the two following games, like in a big, yeah, okay, big, big way. So she made up for it. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely, yeah. I think, I think like... And I know we've touched on this, I think maybe last season, but the the gap between men and women's cricket is nowhere near as big as other sports. It is actually such a good watch, if, especially the India and Australia series when they play against each other. One of my favorite yeah. things to watch. I, I actually prefer watching those types of games opposed to like some of the men's games, if I could be honest with you. I don't want to bash yeah. like any yeah. other countries, but I'd rather watch that than the test yeah. match. Than a test match between like Bangladesh and, and like, some other team. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's it's interesting you say that because like women's cricket, I think compared to other sports, has received a lot of support, a lot of backing, a lot of funding, mm-hmm. and the prof- and you know and the professional development for some of these girls coming through is is top class. Like so good. And and Australia, I mean Australia has a long culture, has a very strong culture of supporting women's cricket since like the eighties and nineties. Like mm-hmm. you know. You you speak you know you, you hear players like Melanie Jones and yep. you know like 
all these kind of like legendary stars from like yesteryear and you know they they like Lisa Stalaker is another person as well yes yeah like it's very positive towards women's cricket because i mean cricket is essentially a cricket is essentially a gender neutral game like the first cricket world cup was a women's world cup um you know that right like oh, yeah. it's just that obviously men's cricket is always overtaken which is unfortunate but it's good to see the women's game come up like and in in a big way it's so you good. know yeah, in the in the women's world in the women's world cup final i think in 2020 About ninety mm. thousand people came to the MCG to watch India Australia in the in the final. Really, and that was the highest. Yeah, that was the highest attendance uh, for a women's sporting match anywhere in the world. So you know, Damn, it's it's a credit to the facts. teams as well. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a numbers man. I, yeah. I do keep a note of these. I do keep a note of that's these awesome. things. Got to keep it informative. But um, but that's due to the fact that countries like Australia, England, India. Well, India India actually took a bit of time. to support women's cricket more than Australia and England. Yeah. Um but once they got there you can see how talented some of these Indian oh, girls man. are. So Fali um, Verma for one man. Yeah. Absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. weapon. Oh, and she's, she's so like, young. What, she's only 16, right? 16 or 15. No, no. Like I think a, she I think she de- debuted when she was 16 or so. Yeah. I think she might be yeah, I actually she's super young. But and like the fact that she yeah, like yeah. came in as an opener and was scoring the way that she did. Yeah. Like un, like honestly like properly unheard of. in all women's cricket yeah. like no one else has done what she's done the way that she's done it yeah 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 no 100% mm. i think you know and the thing is with with women's cricket especially in australia is that like it's a viable it's actually a viable career path for a young girl yeah. like um i think recently or maybe a couple of years ago you know uh, cricket australia closed the pay gap between uh, yes. male and female professional cricketers in australia so you know if a young girl wants to play cricket for australia like she you know she's good enough and talented enough and skilled enough Give like she can go all the way you know yeah. and And what I love about Australian women's cricket is that there's a sense of consistency, there's a sense of professionalism, there's a sense of like there's a, there's a standard, you know. I'm always yeah. seeing the same names again and again. I'm seeing, you know, Megan Short, I'm seeing Ashley Gardner, I'm seeing uh, you know, Alana King. Al- Alana King, right? All these like they're always there. Yeah. And that's good because that means that they're being that there's a there's a core group of girls and they're the ones that are sort of holding up yeah. women's cricket. And then what that does to future generations is that you there'll be some young girl watching the women's uh, team on TV and then she's going to think okay I can be the next Elise Perry I can be the next um you know Ashley Gardner. Yeah. And that's what we need to do, right? Like it's it's good. It's the same it's the same blueprint that the the men have done, right? That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, literally. Unlike literally. other sports, you can follow the exact same blueprints that have been set before yeah. you and it works. It works for this for, for women's cricket, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And you know, the fact that there's just more women in cricket in general, like, you know, 40, 50 years ago, every commentary box is always all male. Like it was literally yep. just, you know, there was a there was a there was a funny uh, news article I read once and they said Australian this is like for maybe 40 years ago and they said Australian cricket commentary has become uh, pale, male and stale. <laughs> you know. Sheesh. No comment. <laughs> It was a, it was an interesting headline but you know we see the likes of Ishiguro Melanie Jones mm. um you know like all these sort of wonderful people just coming through and it just makes the sport better like cricket cricket should have always cricket should have always been a gender neutral sport yeah. and you know when India and Australia go battle like it's it's great like it's good man there was a time there was a time where India was not actually very competitive in women's cricket like the their their standards are quite significantly lower compared to Australia, England, New Zealand. Yeah. But in the last 3-4 years India's really come a long way. You know, like it's it's and, definitely uh, off the know, backs of players like Mathali Raj and stuff setting the path, do you know what I mean? Yes. Um I know yeah. I spoke about the biopic that I had a look at before, but like yeah. Before she came into the picture, it was really hard for women to actually break through 
there was obviously like a lot yes. of like cultural like um i guess sort of like hurdles and things that I had to to yeah. uh to, to jump over but now it's become becoming more and more i guess sort of socially acceptable yeah. and you really get to see players just come through because these women can play and they can play it so That's well you know what i mean yeah. like i'm staying up until like three or four with my dad watching this watching these games you know what I mean? game. yeah 100 yeah, 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 yeah. and we're just like yeah. watching highlights the next day and stuff like we're properly yeah. in tune with these games it's so good i think yeah, it's it's cool you mentioned um, Smriti Vandana because that that girl is honestly very very like she's like world special, class, world, yeah, world class batter, averaging forty three forty three in one days, forty six in test matches. Like that's man with the bat, that's that's insane. She hit that's the insane. most delightful, the most delightful lofted. She has this signature shot. Yeah, it's like a backing away lofted yeah. cover drive, and it goes yeah, for wow, six. Wow. Man, they go for six. Yeah, and she's not yeah. dancing down the track. She's not like creating no. any momentum. She's backing away, full stroke. Yeah, these girls are amazing. These girls are very strong. There's one. There's one lady I remember actually. Um, she was probably the most athletic fielder I'd ever seen. Her name was Harin Diol, and Diol. Yeah, she still Harin, plays. She Har- still plays. Harin Diol. Yeah, yeah. She took this brilliant. I think she stopped a six. Mm. She stopped a six. Like you know when they goes over the rope and then yeah, they yeah. jump and then they like hit it back and then come back in. She did that. Like she she stopped the six. Then she dived back into the ground and then caught the ball with like one hand or something. So These it was a potential athletes. Yeah, like it was a potential six, but she had somehow yeah. turned that into a catch. So yeah. these these women are doing remarkable things, man. Yeah. 100%. And it makes the game, it just makes the game more attractive and more appealing. You know, you're going to see like... More attractive you know, American I always, Yes, absolutely, in terms For of the quality. Attractive meaning attractive for non-cricket fans. I think... <laughs> you're okay, you're you know, right there. You know, you put me, you put me on a bit of a tangent now because... I don't know what tangent you're watching, on, but we might have to roll it back. Tell me, tell well, me the Maybe. Tangent. Tell me the But, you know, if I, if, if there is one, to me, right, personally to me... If there is one, if there are two, uh, I guess, uh, vehicles that cricket can utilize to mm. become a truly global sport, it is number one, the women's game, yep. and number two, t- the T20 format as a whole, okay? Yep. The, these two aspects of cricket are, to me, the fundamental keys to truly globalize cricket, because men's cricket is very much focused on the Indian subcontinent, right? Like, let, let's be real, Right. Like, you know, they say cricket's the second most popular game in the world. It's only because there's one point, you know, however many Indian people out there, right? It's a big population. Yeah. But the women's game, but the women's game has really transcended, right? Like, in the World Cup, there was a Thailand women's team. I think uh, there's a Uganda women's team coming up. Like, there's all these countries that we don't normally associate with cricket embracing Mm. the game because of women, actually. It's women that are saying, hey, we want to try this game out, you know? And obviously, you know, Thailand didn't make it far, but the fact that they had a couple of nice batsmen, though. Oh, batsmen. Right. Yeah. Batters. Batters, we say. Sorry, sorry. 2022, Hasid. There's no genders now. Sorry. Um, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's one. Number two is is obviously T20 because T20 is a format that allows, you know, up and coming countries to compete at least on a level f- playing field with the more established countries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I truly believe if we can develop these two aspects of the game, we can we can hopefully call cricket the proper world game instead of FIFA, uh, instead of football. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's, not, let's not digress any further. <laughs> digress. <laughs> let's, not, let's not switch, switch sports. Um, Switch sports, yeah, true. <laughs> look, listen, um, women's cricket, mm. the ICC Women's T20 World Cup is actually starting in early Feb next year, the 10th oh, nice. to the 26th of Feb. It's in South Africa, so yes. stay tuned for that. 
Yes, very That'll good. That'll be an absolute cracker. I'm super excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? There, you know what? I was also super excited for was uh, the South Africans coming down to Australia for their uh, oh yes for the Test series new one. Can we touch on that quickly? Oh um, yeah, absolutely. This, this is your been, domain. I have, been, I have been so looking forward to this Test series <laughs> between Australia and South Africa. The reason is South Africa are a cricket team that always give a good fight. Like they, these guys know how to play Test cricket, right? Now, you know, obviously the first. Historically speaking, obviously the first test at the in the first test in Brisbane su- uh, suggested otherwise. But mm. you know, South Africa a team that like if you look at their stats, I think if you look at the numbers for Kagisa Rabada, Anrik Nokia, um, Lugiengiri, all these balls, it almost mirrors the Australians. Yeah, you know, and a couple of these Australian players don't even know how to face the South Africans. I mean, Kagisa Rabada is always getting Kawaja out. He's always getting Warner out. Yeah. Right. I've been waiting for this series. I, I I genuinely believe it's going to be a good series. And the fact that South Africa are now 1-0 down after the Gabba test, mm. that's only going to make them more hungry to play harder, man. Like, that's so. how South Africans are. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't back down. That Actually, in the 2008-09 series, I think South Africa was like 1-0 down in that test series against Australia. Mm-hmm. And then they came back and won at like 3-1 or 2-1 or something. It was, it was incredible. There you go. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, if we talk about the first test at the Gabba, I mean, yes, you know, it was pretty embarrassing the way both teams played. Mm. But then obviously, if you look at the highlights, you know, that pitch was definitely weird. I mean, yes, you know, some people argue, well, you know, hang on, Travis Head made 92, but he did off 96 balls. So, you know, Travis Head was batting in a way that wasn't test match standard, only because if he had tried to like block and stay there, he probably would have popped one into the slips of the gully, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the ICC labeled that pitch as below standard anyway. Yeah, so, you know, I think it was the second quickest test match in history. If I'm not it was, mistaken. it was. Yeah, so it was something's yeah. not quite right there. It, it's yeah, like it's it's like funny, but it doesn't look good for test cricket. Like you know, literally like what yeah. twenty wickets falling in one day. Like at no. that point, you got to ask yourself, like, is what's, that even what's test really... cricket? Like, is that you know yeah? What I mean? That's the, you're testing the plays in the wrong way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. They were saying the pitch was so green. The color of the pitch was so green, you couldn't differentiate between the actual grass. Like it was, <laughs> you know, it was that, it was that much of a green pitch, right? Yeah. So when you have that much grass on the pitch, like it's a bowler's paradise at that point. Yeah. There were like balls kicking off of a good length. You know, Manus was just coming forward to defend and then it just yeah. pops and the, like he gets an edge so high, it almost goes over like second or third slip's head and they have to yeah. like pull their hands back. So... You know, Very at that odd. point, even Ricky, even Ricky Ponting was like, "What is going on here?" You know what I mean? Mm. But at the same time, Australia bowled well. You know, obviously getting South Africa out for what ninety nine. But then again, you know, Australia were thirty five for four, chasing thirty four runs to win. So it, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a weird game. I think South Africa. Well, obviously, you know, there's obviously issues with their batting as well. But they will. Yep. Obviously, go back to the drawing board and they'll think, okay, what should we do in the next game? Obviously, the, MC- the MCG staff will be looking at that Gabba pitch and be like, okay, we don't want to make a pitch like that. We've got to make it even. So, a lot of things that we can unpack there. But, man, I'm yeah. so excited for this Australia. It's, it's going to be a good series. It'll be aggressive. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it, well, that's the thing. Yeah, dude, really, really, really interesting game. Mm. I was super excited as well because, yeah, I was having a look at the track record that South Africa have um, always put yeah. a really, really good fight down under. This yeah. test is not at all a really good, um, I guess, sort of like selling point for no. test cricket or no. even like, you know, the summer of cricket. The test series. Cricket down under. Yeah, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. I'm really, yeah. you know, 100% I'm super keen for the Boxing Day test. I'm going to put that out there. Always mm. have been. Um, I was going yeah. to go, but now I'm a little bit hesitant, I'll admit. 
So I might just sit tight and watch it at home. See how we go. Might catch a third or fourth yeah. day. Yeah. I want to ask you quickly, Norm. We are running out of time, but I did want to ask you. Okay. Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on like curators to make pitches more, I guess, sort of like viewer friendly as opposed to like spanning out for five days? Do you think there's some kind of pressure to make sure that the games don't last five days so there's more action mm. condensed into, say, four days or three and a half days? It's it's a really good question you ask. I think there's so much like there there are so there's so much science and so much like decision making that goes on with preparing a pitch like honestly like i feel like i'm not the right person to comment on it fully i've never prepared a cricket pitch in my life but obviously you know you got to find that right balance between making a pitch competitive but also not making it too lopsided towards one side right so yeah. for example um you know the, I, I know you don't like me mentioning this because we mentioned it for past couple of episodes but Mention you know in, the england the the, the england pakistan series you know, the first test, the the ICC labeled that pitch as a really bad pitch as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yet England still won. So it's a weird one where like, do you blame the pitch or not kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I guess Curie's got to got to look at the conditions. got to look at, they, are, they even have to look at the teams that are playing. That's another thing. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to have two high quality teams playing, then if you make the pitch extremely favorable to the bowlers, then that pitch is probably not going to, it's not going to produce attractive cricket, right? Mm. whereas if you have it you know whereas whereas if like one team has like all-star bowlers and the other team has like one star bowler then you got to think like okay well i've got to make a pitch that is going to help both sides a little bit you know yeah creating a cricket pitch there's a bit of an art to it there's a bit of a skill to it you know and obviously when they do a good job it it pays off well it's good you know it's good entertainment for the viewers it's good it's good revenue for the stadium it benefits everybody, right? Yeah. You know, I think when they made that pitch at the Gabba, I feel like the curator wanted it to be a good contest for, for bat and ball, but I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe they just left a bit too much grass unintentionally. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Yeah. I definitely think, like, it, it's, it is quite... And I'm happy you mentioned the, the West Indies... Uh, yeah. Not the West Indies, sorry, the England and uh, yeah, yeah. Bangladesh game. Was it Bangladesh? Yeah. yeah. Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah. Far out, man. It's late, by the way. It's <laughs> it is. That's all right. Um, That's all right. It's it's good that you made mention of that because that, that was the sole reason why I brought it up because it, it's really mm. strange that these two subpar te- uh, pitches were produced in the test arena so close together. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm, normally mm-hmm. wouldn't see one of these in, in the span of like three or four years. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get like a really weird looking pitch. Uh, the whackers produce, like, you know, they've got like some mm. weird cracks and stuff. Like, you know, well, that was yeah, a while yeah, ago. Yeah. It's really odd to see yeah. it like happen so soon. So I don't know if there is kind of pressure to make sure that it's more exciting. I know mm-hmm. it's a, that, mm-hmm. that in itself is an interesting topic. Like, what is exciting cricket? You know, if you're watching yes. test cricket, for you, it might be yeah. just bowling maiden after maiden, like you said before on the podcast. You, that's yeah. what you enjoy watching a nice spinner. <laughs> only for Nathan Lyon. No, which is a fair Nathan point, yeah. right? Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for someone else, it might be wickets flying. It might be, like, five wickets in a, in a session or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What do viewers want to watch? Because at the end of the day, cricket is an entertainment sport. You know that's what they're trying to do. So mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's interesting, right? Because it, because when in that first test between England and Pakistan, right, the pitch was blamed as poor because it was favouring the batsman too much, right? And now <laughs> in this Gabba test match, the, other way. the pitch was again labelled as poor because it was favouring the bowlers too much. Yeah. So like, how do you find that correct balance that benefits like both batting and bowling? You know, like yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Mm. I've never prepared a pitch in my life. I honestly don't know how to analyze a pitch properly, fully yet. But it's an interesting one, you know? Like, Shane Warne said that a good pitch is a pitch where, like, the bowlers can get a lot of purchase off it. But at the same time, it's it should be a pitch where if the batsmen spend enough time ba- uh, batting on it, they will also get some benefit out of it, right? That's so, important. That's, that's, you know, 
and often you know the SCG is often a pitch that's often described as like one of the best pitches mm. um, because it favors spinners. But if you stay in, you can actually score big big runs as well. Mm. So you know maybe maybe the curators should have a chat with the blokes in Sydney and see what they're doing right. Who knows? It's not a bad idea. Um, regardless, <laughs> we are. Uh, we might wrap this episode up, I think, Nuan. Uh, we yeah. have definitely chatted a lot. And I know yeah. you, of all people, could chat about test cricket to the, to the cows come home. <laughs> so I'm going to cut you off prematurely. That's all right. So I do want to thank everyone for tuning in. As I said, uh, this is Season 2, Episode 11. Um, mm-hmm. And for those of you that, uh, that have been listening in for a while, know that our seasons actually go for 11 episodes apiece. So this is going to be it. us. It's going to be the final episode for 2022. Mm-hmm. We will be taking a short break and uh, coming back uh, in or next year, 2023, That's it. with more exciting <laughs> cricket. So, um, yeah, just want to thank everyone for listening in and uh, stay tuned. Um, we will be, be more active on social media and stuff as well. Yep. If, you, if you didn't know, we're on TikTok and Instagram. That's just it. search up In The That's Salmon um, and then we're all there. And there'll be little excerpts. If you do want to have a look, there will be little excerpts of us. Uh, and excerpts. 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 What am I saying? It's getting, it's getting late for you, Hasid. It's, it's getting late for you. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. trying to wrap this up nice and pretty, but it's just not working. You know, I got my it's just not working on. today. That's all right, mate. That's excerpts. All right. Video excerpts. <laughs> excerpts. If you want to have a look at us, follow us on TikTok and on Instagram. Yep. There'll be some videos up yes. there. Um, but that's all from yep. me, no one. Did you want to say anything before we sign off? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, look, I just want to quickly give a shout out to all our wonderful listeners, uh, people who have messaged me personally, us personally. Um, the feedback's been wonderful. Um, it's really funny because a lot of our listeners or people that have been listening in are people that don't actually follow cricket fully or they don't understand the game fully and yet they still listen to us. So we really respect that. And I guess it shows that we're doing something good. You know, we're kind of preaching the message of cricket and what a wonderful sport it is. But uh, yeah, this is the last episode for 2022 uh, to all our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting us. And you'll see us back in the new year for some more exciting uh, cricket chats. And I'm working uh, uh, very hard there, Hasith, to bring some guests on as well. So, um, yeah, we could have some, you know, we have some special interviews with a, with a couple of people uh, prominent within the sports media industry. So um, that's my sign-off. But uh, any oh, final words from you with the uh, with, with this uh, lovely Christmas get-up we've got? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all for me, Noah. You've done well. Um, so that's that it. is going to be everything from us. Yes. Um, have a safe holidays. Have a safe whatever you're doing stay safe right and we'll see you guys next year that's it merry christmas guys happy new year we'll see you in 2023 goodbye for now